Welcome to the book reading program of 3ABN Australia Radio. Does your faith need a boost? Do you think that miracles only happened in Bible times? Think again. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays His power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Sandra Ashton. This story is entitled, No Coincidence. John chapter 8 verse 12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. It was a wintry morning, and I had just fallen asleep after working nights at the local hospital in Berrien Centre, Michigan. The phone rang. Hmm, forgot to turn off the ringer, I thought. It was Alison, my friend and neighbour. Debbie, can you listen to Julie? Alison asked. Her daughter, Julie, was then about two years old. Her breathing doesn't sound right. I don't know if it was the placement of the phone receiver or if I had slipped into slumber, but I didn't really hear anything. When I confessed that to Alison, she persisted. Let me have you listen again. This time, the sound of graveling, laboured breathing jolted me awake. Yeah, I heard that. Elton's at work. Can you take us to the doctor's office? I'll be right over. She lived just around the block, so I threw on some clothes, hopped in my car and sped over. It could not have been more than five minutes. Later, Alison would say it seemed like a lifetime. When I pulled in the driveway and blew the horn, Alison ran out holding Julie. Devon, a mutual friend, jumped in the car for the 10 minute ride to the doctor's office. Alison had called ahead, so they were alerted and contacted Dr. Johansson, her paediatrician, who was en route back to the office after making his rounds at the hospital. After signing in, Alison and Julie were immediately escorted back to an exam room while Devon and I took our seats in the waiting room. Now it was our turn to wait for what seemed an eternity. Suddenly, Dr. Johansson appeared at the waiting room door. Debbie, I need you to come with me. The urgency obvious in his tone. I followed him to the exam room where Alison held Julie in her lap. Julie was pale and listless, still struggling to get air. I knew Dr. Johansson well. I was a registered nurse on the obstetrics unit at the local hospital and had spent many night shifts working with him during emergency deliveries or had seen him during shift changes when he came in to do his rounds. He was well aware of what my clinical abilities were and now he prayed he wouldn't have to put them to the test. As I sat beside Alison and Julie, I heard Dr. Johansson explain as calmly as he could that Julie had epiglottitis, a swelling of the flap, epiglottis, in your throat caused by a virus. 
The flap covers your windpipe when you swallow, so food and drink do not go down the wrong way. That slow but persistent swelling would suffocate Julie if she didn't receive immediate surgical intervention. And the best place for that to happen was at the hospital 30 minutes away. Dr Johansson urged, We don't have time to wait for an ambulance. Debbie, I need you to go with us. If I have to pull over to do an emergency procedure, I'm going to need your help. He handed me a syringe with a medication that would slow the bleeding if it was necessary. I was familiar with the hospital in St. Joseph, Michigan. I had just completed a rotation for a nursing class toward my bachelor's in nursing. Going there a couple of times a week, I quickly learned how to navigate through the hospital to get to my assigned area. I had found a shortcut by the hospital dock that had a stairwell leading directly to the surgical floor. There were four of us, Dr Johansson, Alison, Julie and myself. Yet Dr Johansson kept saying, there are five of us in this car. Being a Christian, I knew he was saying that Jesus was with us, and he was. We sped along that two-lane road in the dead of winter with not another car on the road where there was usually lots of traffic. Arriving at the hospital, panic threatened as we saw a sea of barriers, orange cones and detour signs leading around construction at the emergency entrance. Then it hit me. I know where to go. Turn here. I pointed the way to the shortcut by the dock. Screeching to a halt, Dr Johansson grabbed Julie from Allison as I shouted directions to the stairs leading to the floor and into the hallway toward the surgical unit. Dr Johansson took Julie straight into the unit where the operating team was prepped and ready. Julie is now 30 and has a six-year-old son of her own. Alison and I often reflect on the set of miracles that happened that day. Others might say it was a set of coincidences, but we know that it was only because of divine intervention that Julie is alive today. A reflection associated with this story comes from The Desire of Ages, page 823. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. This world is a vast laser house, but Christ came to heal the sick, to proclaim deliverance to the captives of Satan. He was in himself health and strength. He imparted his life to the sick, the afflicted, those possessed of demons. He turned away none who came to receive his healing power. No Coincidence was written by Debbie Young of Quiet Moment Radio in Ypsilanti, Michigan. You can visit quietmomentradio.org for more information. You've been listening to the book reading program by 3ABN Australia Radio, featuring Get Ready for a Miracle. For more information about this book, visit remnantpublications.com.